This episode is brought to you by Netflix. Hold your carriage horses and tighten those corsets. Bridgerton is back. Longtime friends Colin Bridgerton and Penelope Featherington find themselves in quite the precarious situation. The wallflower is ready to bloom, but she needs Colin's help to find a marriage match. Has Penelope truly pushed aside her feelings for Colin? Will Colin realize his feelings before another suitor takes Penelope's hand? And will Penelope's secret identity as famed gossip writer Lady Whistledown destroy any chance she may have at love? This gentle reader can't wait to find out. Watch part one of Bridgerton now, only on Netflix. Hello and welcome back to the You Up podcast. I'm Jordana Abraham. And I am Jared Freed. It is so good to be back here with you, Jordana. How are you? I'm looking at your Zoom. You seem to be in a beautiful floor-to-ceiling windowed apartment overlooking gorgeous queens how are you this <laughs> i think that's the first time that's ever been said what yeah tell us about the new place it looks great the new place the apartment itself is amazing it's great it's like um it's big and there's a lot of natural light i love it in the actual apartment um, for the listeners in- at home natural a lot of natural light is an understatement there Jordana is in front of the windows that Matthew McConaughey was in <laughs> Wolf of Wall Street before he does that whistle song, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, the lighting is great. Um, Mike is um, Mike is in his own separate office room, which is huge. Which is huge because I like now I don't see him constantly like throughout the day like you know what i mean like we can have our own we have our own space which is it's beautiful great. it's a beautiful thing and 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 something that before covid before pandemic we kind of took for granted because you know a, i i once met with a um a real estate broker i remember they showed me an apartment in the west village and i and i looked at it and it was legitimately like a box that was like eight by eight <laughs> and then it had a mini fridge. And I remember that and this was my like first stand up joke because I was like where I joked with him. I was like, where's the living room? Like joking. And he goes, <laughs> the what he goes, the West Village is your living room. Oh my and God. Like, yeah. So yeah, that's we used to take that for granted. We'd be like, oh, I, I walk around New York, but now space is key. And, and this is a yeah. beautiful thing. I would say the neighborhood leaves a little bit to be desired. It's not Williamsburg, but um, a little different. You know, everything's a trade-off. So the apartment itself, great. Very excited about it. Um, and I want to thank the listeners. I got a bunch of really nice. The epi- our epi- we recorded this a week early, so the episode um, last week's episode came out today, and I already gotten a lot of really nice DMs about my braces and my lisp. Um, I, so I, I I'm feeling felt- encouraged by them. They're sweet. Yeah. You sound a lot better than last week, but saying better in, like insinuates that you weren't great last week. Like you were fine. Um, <laughs> I, I think I even got a few messages just being like, no, it's not that bad. It's kind of funny. Like I think it was right. It's definitely funny to hear because I actually went back and listened to the first few minutes <laughs> just because I was like, oh, I, ha- I have to li- relive those moments. It's just so funny to hear someone you don't expect to make a decision that way to make a decision just so you were like, yeah, just throw the braces on me. Like it's just such a, yeah, I figured, you know, like 12 year olds can do it. I can do it. Um, sure. But yeah, it's been humbling. I would say. How do they feel this week? Are you okay? Is it, have you gotten used to it? Has it hurt less? They're much better week two. I still have, I'm sure you can hear it. A slight, um, 
speech impediment, but hopefully I'm working that out and it'll be totally gone soon or at least minimized. I, th- and, I think um, you sound great. Thank you. Yeah. And it's gotten easier to speak. Um, so thank you for the support from the listeners. And also, um, I took a gander at the UFDMs also, and a lot of people defending the Cheesecake Factory from last week's so episode. How, how crazy is it? I was wondering. So Cheesecake Factory was trending yesterday. Really? Yeah. And I was like, weren't we just talking? You know, I forget about half the things we fucking say here. <laughs> and- <laughs> You're so inconsequential, yeah. I know, and 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 you, I, I, I was like, I think we might have talked about Cheesecake Factory at some point, and how much we liked it, right? We were talking about that. Yeah, in the episode, we talked about how we liked it, but the, it's an odd first date oh, choice. Yeah. It was and like Red ran- Deal Breaker. The guy, well, really, the yeah. guy on the like in the prompt wrote about how he forgot his wallet at a Cheesecake Factory, and then asked the girl, non-ironically, to go to the cheese yeah. factory yeah I, I i and i went on a rambling tangent about millennials and first watch the <laughs> egg restaurant the brunch restaurant but i i so yesterday cheesecake factory was trending and i think it was because there was like a tweet being like what restaurant that you shouldn't like do you love and like people were defending cheesecake factory and i'm all for that yeah i like cheesecake factory i'm down to yes. go now um Maybe not for a first date, but, you know, Cheesecake Factory was ruined for me, I think, when they started putting, like, the calories on the menu. I, I To be honest, <laughs> I haven't been since that happened, and that would ruin it for me. Like, that ruined, right. Especially like, Starbucks portions, for me. There's portions are, like, enormous, right? Yeah. So, if you guys, so it's like, oh, we could sh- I could get, like, the fettuccine Alfredo and just, that's my calories for the month. <laughs> that's, that's it. You're good. <laughs> enjoy the rest of the month water uh forever (laughs) yeah i i i like the cheesecake fact it's just here's the thing and and this is where podcasts are great and social media sucks is that like cheesecake factory is both disgusting and amazing and that's why you know and, and if you're listening right now you could stop me at discussing go oh could say such a thing but no, but then you'd have to play the rest of the episode. And I said, it's amazing too. like Cheesecake Factory is amazing for a very specific situation, group of people, a first date, you'd be turned off. That That's understandable. A, a night out with your boyfriend before you go see a movie at the mall. That's the most heartwarming thing in the world. It's all about context. It's all about context. And I think that's where like Twitter like does a disservice to people. It's like, and I hate Cheesecake Factory. It's like no one lives that way. None of us. Right. Live. We all live. We all live mediumly, if it makes sense. Exactly. Everything in the right place at the right time um, mm-hmm. for most things. Have anyway. you gone to the re- speaking of restaurants? Have you gone into any of the restaurants in Astoria? Um, it's Long Island City. But I'm sorry. Close. <laughs> Back up. Oh, you're at the less cool Astoria. Okay. The less cool. Yeah, it's like worse. Um, you're living in an office park. I haven't really gone. We haven't really gone anywhere. It was like raining. I've, t- I've gotten some takeout that's been very good. There's like okay. a very good Indian place around here. Um, Perfect. Now that you know, now that we have our separate rooms, I can. You, <laughs> you eat in the living room. He eats in the office. <laughs> <laughs> There is a point. Do, do do you feel like you're already the 
you know, the relationship is fuller. I don't want to say better. I, I don't think you guys were doing great before, right. I would assume. But do you think it's like more normal, normalized with the extra space? Yeah, it doesn't feel like he's like my coworker now mm. in addition to my fiance. It's like very, um, it's nice. I like, you know what I mean? Like now, like I'll see, you know, he'll come out get a snack or something and i'll be like how's your day going like instead of sure. i know exactly how your day is going because you're sitting right fucking next to me all day so, you uh, know, it feels like almost like a little it's like half of a half of go, what going into an office would feel like it's still not like you know when you would go to work you'd sure. be gone the whole day be like you wouldn't see them until that evening now it's like i'll see you it's like i'm passing yeah. you in the hallway it's more of a we work situation right exactly um <laughs> yeah and i do think it's just more it's nice to be able to miss someone a little bit like totally just for even if it's for like the morning um <laughs> and it, it, it i i really like it so far it's only been a week though so we'll see well i'm excited for you guys the apartment looks great from the you know six inches i can see through zoom uh and it looks amazing i what do you got going on at betches anything cool We've got Betches Moms, which is already launched. You guys should check it out. Check out our new merchandise, our new re- our updated exp- expansion pack of Red Flag or Deal Breaker. Go to shopbetches.com to check out yours. Jared, what do you have going on? I got some... The live show business is starting to pick up. Um, I would love... And listen, I would love for you to come to the shows. They are all... Every venue has their own rules and social distancing things going on, so... Uh, I want you guys to feel comfortable, so reach out to the venue that I'm coming to and see what they're doing. But if you go to my website, I'm going to be in Atlanta, Georgia, uh, May 6th through 9th at the Punchline. They've been so weird about putting up a ticket link. They like keep waiting, but I'll be there May 6th through 9th. So Atlanta, Georgia at the Punchline, May 6th through 9th. I'm going to be at the Funny Bone in Albany, uh, May 14th through 15th. So Albany, New York. Um and then it's looking like Atlantic City and Baltimore are way out there on the calendar. But for now, I'm looking at it, Atlanta and Albany, and uh, those are coming up. So, you know, get the group chat, get everyone involved if you've been vaccinated, all that stuff. Like, And I got new material than the special. If Also, the special's out. If you want to go on YouTube, make a night of it, you can still do that. You know, all jokes about 2020, you know, get – Get, you know, get someone together. I think it's a great date night. Go, uh, it's on YouTube, youtube.com slash Jared Freed. And uh, yeah, that's really what I got. Oh, um, also like, I've gotten a lot of messages from New York people. New York is opening up, like it's happening. Um, I'm at a lot of the clubs in the city. Um, I don't put out my New York City dates just because I'm like working on, you know, material and they're like short 15 minute sets. So I don't want to like set anybody up for like, yeah, I don't want to like over You're not doing like an hour. Yeah. And right. and I will be. I'm gonna be at Gotham Comedy Club in the fall doing an hour. So that'll be like the worked out, like, you know, really good set. But then um when I'm in New York, I'm like kind of like bouncing around these clubs. But if, for anyone listening, if you're in New York City, go support these clubs. They're so amazing. All the people that work there, like I'm at the comedy cellar all the time. It's like it's like seeing family again after a year. Like I haven't seen these people in so long. And these clubs really just want to get back and going and they want you to come left. People have already come. Like, I just want to thank everyone who's come already. Like, you know, the comedy seller, they can't believe it. Like every show, there's like multiple tables of like you up fans. And that's awesome. Like, what? they're like, what happened in the pandemic? I was like, 
it seems like people are ready to go out. So um, I really appreciate that. So I'm on. I'm on, you. If you go to the Comedy Cellar's website, if you go to the Stands website, if you go to Stand Up New York, if you go to um, New York Comedy Club, if you go to any of their websites, I'll be on the calendar. So check it out, guys. Jared, if you haven't heard him live, um, is amazing. He's always oh. my personal favorite act of the of the evening. So definitely Way check it kind. out. Um, I will be there at some point. I'm excited. Yeah, we're, I'm we're very excited. We were talking about getting you out one of these nights. But uh, yeah, the shows have been fun. Like weird at first. You know, there's like partitions and stuff. And it's a little weird, but it's fun. Like it's definitely like you could feel you could feel in the beginning of the show. People are tense. Like they're not sure how to be in public. And then towards the end, you're like, oh, this is New York. I remember this, you know? Yeah. And people, you know, I from what I've seen here Everyone's getting vaccinated, so I feel like it's going to be an exciting time for New York comedy and and just like going just out, every, doing things, just everything. Yeah. Like on a, when in like you know when people are like New York is back, I would say New York is back weather dependent. When it is <laughs> <laughs> definitely <laughs> when, yeah. When when it is shitty out, you're like, I man, this pandemic sucks. When it is nice out, you're like Mardi Gras, like it is. Uh, Drink, yeah, like the there's a lot of drinking, outdoor drinking. Oh my, and people are drinking. Like it is happening. So it's an exciting and weird and anxious ridden time that I think we're going in the right direction. I think it's going to be a really fun summer. Knock yeah, on wood. But I think so too. Oh my God, it was so funny. We put up a uh, Maddie, our, she runs our You Up page and produces the show. And she put up a uh, a thing to like send J&J your... Um, like their texts and we say we'll say like how we would have responded or how we think they should respond oh i like that that could be a good segment so you you received a text how how would we respond yeah what do you think is the best response which i think it's gonna be really fun but it's funny because everyone was like the johnson and johnson next like they j and j is like not (laughs) it's like are we j and j or is j and j the recently defunct supposedly johnson and johnson vaccine i (laughs) Not to laugh at such a serious <laughs> subject, but it is funny that because with you know with Instagram, there are some people that are just on there for Instagram, and they're like, "I'm not a podcast person." We're trying to turn <laughs> those Instagram people into podcast listeners um, if they're just there for the joke. So it is funny that they're like, "Who? What? Who? <laughs> Johnson? Who's Johnson is going to answer my texts?" <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that that is the most embarrassing part of having some sort of platform where someone thinks you're more famous than you are. I was out on the street. So, so I got sent sneakers. Um, I got cool. sent Nike sneakers by Nike, the marketing team. Then they're like Nike sneakers, Nike. Okay. So I'll, <laughs> I'll, I'll, I'll put a no, word in. I, <laughs> I'll let kidding. them know. Uh, they, 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 so someone is is a fan of this show, I'm sure, and they they sent me Nike sneakers, and I was like, and I looked at them, and they're Air Maxes, like they're very Gen Z. Um, okay, Gen Z just all looks like they just found all their parents' clothes from the '90s and threw them all on at once, like so normcore. It, it's really normcore, and these <laughs> Air Maxes. To me, I opened them up, and I was like, I don't know if this is me. Like I was like, they You're too they cool have, for like, you. They have fur on them. They have like it's different textures and patterns. Oh, wow. And, and they listen, have fur I have on most, them. I'll show them to you. They're they're actually <laughs> kind of they're like they just don't look me. 
And I sh- put them on and I sent a picture of my brother and he goes, those are in right now. Those are hot. <laughs> and I'm like, okay. I go downstairs. I see someone I know and th- their first reaction is, oh my God, those shoes are amazing. And I, and I go, wow. And like, that's how little I know about what's in the, you know, what's cool right now. I know, I know more zeitgeist than I know cool. So like I, I, I said to her, I go, well, Nike actually sent it to me. Like I wasn't trying to brag, but I was like, it's kind of cool. Like I, I was, and I was like, I don't really get them. I don't think they're very me, but I figured I'd wear them. We start walking and another guy in the street goes, oh my God, look, those shoes are amazing, man. And the person I'm with goes, yeah, he's a famous comedian. They send them to him. And I was like, what are you doing to me? And the guy's like, and the, <laughs> <laughs> the, guy, the guy looks at me. He's like, who, who are you? What's going on and it's like I, oh i'm no God. and like i immediately had to be like i'm nobody it's i have Adam nothing I'm not, I, yeah yeah right. <laughs> <laughs> i was like i'm not, like i uh, like i had to just be like no i'm nobody i'm a loser i'm not even funny um i'm an accountant i swear it's just like, right. like i wanted out of that conversation That's so funny badly. do your parents do that to you a lot oh my mom is right my mom i think this is with every mom like yeah. no matter who your mom too. is them explaining your job to someone else is like nails on a chalkboard. Like if you don't if you're not doctor, lawyer, banker, and I'm sure even those professions it's hard to hear, but like my mom is like he's and when I first started doing it, it would be like he's a writer laughs, I don't know. Like it's like That's really total funny. but now it's like yeah, he's do you, no, my mom does this. She'll go, "Do you know the batches?" That's what Aww. she as a call out to as a frame of reference to who I am. I love that. My dad yeah. also does it like that. Um, he also doesn't really know what I do, but <laughs> we'll just say that. He'll be like, so the nurse in the hospital um, follows you on Instagram. Yeah. I'm like, lovely, very lovely. <laughs> Not me personally, but, you know, company. The royal you. Nothing gives me naked confidence like really nailing a tough workout. There's a real sense of power that comes from pushing your body to its limits and conquering it like a champ. But a very close second, Lumi Whole Body Deodorant. It's the game-changing whole body deodorant for those who love feeling confident from head to toe. And you up listeners can now receive a special offer. New customers get 15% off all Lumi products with our exclusive code and link. Use code UUP at LumiDeodorant.com. L-U-M-E-D-E-O-D-O-R-A-N-T.com. Making sure that I smell good is like one of my top things to feel confident. If I'm scared that I might be like having an odor, that is going to totally throw off my confidence. So I love Lumi so I can feel confident that I'm smelling fresh every day. Lumi is seriously safe to use anywhere on your body. Yes, anywhere. It's baking soda free, paraben free, and pH balanced for safe use below the belt. Lumi is formulated and powered by mandelic acid to stop odor before it starts. More like a pre-odorant. It's clinically proven to block odor all day and control odor for up to 72 hours. Choose from a variety of bright scents like clean tangerine, lavender sage, or toasted coconut. Lumi's starter pack is perfect for new customers. It comes with a solid stick deodorant, cream tube deodorant, two free products of your choice, like mini body wash and deodorant wipes, and free shipping. As a special offer for our listeners, new customers get 15% off all Lumi products with our exclusive code. And if you combine the 15% off with the already discounted starter pack, that equals over 40% off their starter pack. Use code UUP for 15% off your first purchase at lumideodorant.com. That's code UUP at L-U-M-E-D-E-O-D-O-R-A-N-T.com. If you're like me and shudder at the thought of low-rise jeans and pluck thin eyebrows making a comeback, you're a millennial. 
And if you're a millennial, it's time to add Clarins multi-active cream to your daily routine. I have to tell you, I'm a huge Clarins fan. I've been using them for years. I love, love, love them. They are such high quality. They're like a legacy brand. My skin always looks better whenever I'm using Clarins products. And it's no different with the Clarins multi-active cream. You've been adulting for a while, so the daily stress of just trying to keep your life together can cause stress aging. Yes, that's a thing. The good news, Europe's number one skincare line has a solution you can trust. Rooted in nature and innovated with science, Clarins has a long legacy of creating industry-first, plant-forward products. Using a skin charger complex made of 2% niacinamide and C. holly bio-extract, Clarins Multi-Active Cream has been clinically proven to target the first visible signs of aging by smoothing lines and wrinkles, refining pores, evening tone and texture, and strengthening the skin's moisture barrier. While Multi-Active Cream can't bring back the golden age of boy bands, it can de-stress your skin. Go to Clarins.com slash UUP and get Multi-Active Day and Night Cream for 10% off, a free welcome gift, plus free shipping on your first order. That's C-L-A-R-I-N-S dot com slash UUP with promo code UUP. UUP, Clarence.com slash UUP with promo code UUP. So let's do the show. Are you ready? Yeah, I'm ready. All right. So our first question is about using the additional features on a dating app, like super like hinge roses, etc. And do they make you look despy as the as the reader slash you have popularized? Looking a little despy. Yeah, Yeah. despy we're bringing. That's it's going to be despy summer. I love it. (laughs) <laughs> so basically it's asking is is right. using a feature on the app desperate is it one of the paid features i assume or like i don't know if you necessarily always have to pay for them but let me read the email and then we'll get into yeah. it okay hey jared and Juliana. hinge added a new feature where you see a few quote-unquote standouts and in order to match with them you have to send them a rose a la bachelor I always think it's a little despy when guys send me a rose. Jared, do you feel the same way? All my attractive matches are in the standouts, so I'm debating sending a rose, but don't want to be giving off the wrong message. Am I overthinking this? Maybe. Thanks for the help. I I don't think this person's overthinking it, but I think they're thinking of it from a very female point of view. And Mm -hmm. some of these are genderless, these questions, but this feels very gendered, if, if, if it makes any sense. Because... The way she, first of all, we have to define. There's a difference between, she's saying on Hinge, there are such a thing as standouts and then there's such a thing as giving a rose. rose. Those are two different yes. things. What, so giving a rose is what? So basically the way I've, I've asked around, mostly guys I've asked this to, and so the standouts are like the people, they're essentially like the hot, the hot, like, the hotter people on the on the apps right so <laughs> so <laughs> from what i hear this isn't me saying it i'm not on hinge but from what sure. i hear it's like these are like the people who are like a little out of the average person's league let's say hotness wise i don't know about their personalities um and so they put them in this category it's like people but they don't let you match with them unless you get like one free rose a week so you can use that or you can pay for more mm. but basically the way that like from what i've heard is that your the people the people in your standouts are like people who are like again like the hottest person on the app well the, and then the, 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 sorry to interrupt but the the, the idea is that they're people that other people have liked a lot and there is a thought that they are kind of tailored to you but we don't know your how type, much yes your type quote unquote but we're, we don't know how much is we don't know that's their marketing we don't know 
how much of it is tailored to you and how much of it is that they get a lot of likes. So right. when the right, I think it's when, a little bit of both. If it's a, we don't know if it's 70, 30, we don't know if it's 50, 50, but when someone writes in and says, all my attractive matches are in the standouts, I would assume that it's mostly due to them getting liked a lot. Right. Not just by you, but by everyone. Yes. And again, have to, and, and, and that's the thing when my dad always tells me and, and something to remember for dating apps, if I'm thinking it, you're thinking it, if you're thinking it, I'm thinking it. So it's like. When they say like, oh, all my attractive people are in the standouts, that does, nothing happens by accident. Let's make sure right. we remember that. Exactly. That's definitely not an accident. That's on purpose. And then yeah. also, like, you will show up in that category for people who like, again, if these are from guys I'm hearing this, is that like the, is that like the girls that show up for them are girls that wouldn't necessarily be matching with them. Yeah, because the they've been liked and, by a thousand dudes and they're hot. Right. But likewise, yeah. they're they're in the like standout out category from girls they're not necessarily like interested in matching with. Yeah, because this is <laughs> <laughs> So if they get well, so they're, this they're, is, right, so, so I'm saying what they're saying is like when they get a rose, it's usually from someone they wouldn't necessarily really want to match with. Sure. But they were like, if I, you know, if I was interested and thought she was attractive, I wouldn't think it was desperate at all. I'd be like down, but it does just so happen because of the way that the system works is that like everyone, the, the person you can give a rose to is like kind of out of your league. And like the person mm-hmm. who would give you a rose, you're like, again, this is just based on like the swipingness, like sure. you're a little bit out of their league. So the, the system doesn't really work to like set up like the tens with the tens. <laughs> It's it's an icky conversation and most truthful conversations are a bit icky because what we're saying is you don't look desperate. You just don't look like someone they would date. And right. that's a tough thing to like. And, and when because I love the email because the email is like all my attractive matches are in the standouts. So I'm debating sending. It's like. Yeah, those are there for a reason and it's a, a sad reality, but it's also like I think the big the major thing is like the more you're truthful yourself, the more you don't get out of like you know, you the more delusional you, you the less delusional you'll become. I think that's like right. I think all of this has to like involve awareness. So like when you say like the guys you've asked like they don't find it desperate, but they also are sitting there going Okay, good to know. And maybe they won't take the rose. Maybe they'll take the rose because, you know, there's no no guy is sitting there getting a rose thinking it's desperate. They're right. getting a rose thinking she wants to hook up with me. And that's that's the that's, that's what the I got gender, to from that's right. the gendered part of it that I was kind of right. getting to. I I agree with that. Um, and I yeah I, I kind of liken it to like initiating the conversation on bumble Mm -hmm. yeah no it's it's a lot like that in the sense of like i know you're down for a guy yeah (laughs) it's it serves to a guy's laziness which is not really what women would like to be serving and again to like go back to like the female side of this like i would ask you like if you saw a guy you weren't attracted to and he sent you the rose like are you thinking that's Oh, oh, like it's like almost like the, would you think that's being desperate for for a guy? 
What I think it's being desperate. How, well, yeah. <laughs> personally. That, well, personally, because right. here's the thing. Like, 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 I think when she says, do I look desperate? She's relating how she's felt when she's gotten a rose. Like the, the, the way you set this up is perfect because we're saying that a rose is usually being sent by someone who doesn't get liked as much as the person, the one that's getting sent the rose. Right. So she's saying I'm getting, so when she says, do I look desperate? She's saying that she may, I think into me, that means when she's gotten the rose from someone who hasn't gotten as many likes as her, it feels desperate to her. Right. But again, I think if she saw a match on there that sent her a rose that she was like, oh, this guy like looks like my type and he's like seems interesting. She wouldn't be like, well, he like paid to send me this thing. So like totally he agree. must be some desperate loser. It's kind of like <laughs> no. and also like that mentality, which I've had before. I, I understand it because it does. It's like sure. But that mentality sort of goes along with the thinking of like effort is like lame. Right? I agree. And that's which not is, right. Right. Which doesn't really set you up to like find a like real relationship. Like the people who are like who are paying the people who are. That's why people like to almost join dating apps that charge you because they're like the people who like would pay for it are serious. So if you go on the app with this like I'm too cool for the app mentality, which again, I used to do. I get the sentiment. I understand like that. I That notion of like someone who's like trying too hard is like a loser but like if you're doing that you're really saying like someone who's like vulnerable and putting themselves out there and like wants to actually find a date or a match or a relationship is lame like that doesn't really set you up to be in like healthy good relationships if you're turned (laughs) off by effort (laughs) i mean i i agree with you and i think like if this function was called shoot your shot it would be more honest right but Hinge can't be like, hey, uh, likeless losers, <laughs> you, you know, shoot your shot at these people getting the likes. Like, they could never say that because it's just too icky. But that, so I, 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 to me, like, I agree with you 100%. Like, there's nothing desperate about sending the rose. There's nothing desperate. But be aware about the dynamic of the situation is more the point that you have to get to. Be aware that, like, they're not turning down because you were desperate. They're just, it's just not the match for them. It's not, right. they're not accept, you know, they're not denying the rose because, oh my God, look at this likeless loser. They're, they're not thinking of it that way. But if someone accepts the rose, you also have to keep in mind that like, you know, a lot of guys will use this to their advantage. They know you like them. They know that you're, you know, you're, you're maybe more excited about them than, the next girl who doesn't send a rose. Right. You know, and I think that's something to keep in mind. Like, so like, you know, to me, the, the rose function is almost like having sex on the first date. Some people treat it that way where they're like, because I'm a rose person or because I had sex on the first date, I can't own my standard. I can't have any choice in the matter. And it's like, no, if you send the rose and then they talk to you and then you guys have a great time, you still should want to date. Like, and I know that sounds stupid, but I think some people like hold the super like or the rose against themselves somehow. Yeah, no, I totally agree with that. I think it's, that's a great analogy in terms of like, you can show you're interested without being like, and I'll take what I'll take anything. 
Yeah, you could be you could be yeah. interested without being taken advantage of. And I think like you know, to me these apps leave um a lot of room to be taken advantage of and, and, and of your feelings and of your vulnerability and of your like genuine, like, Hey, you're cute. I want to go on this. I'd love to go on a first date. And they're like, well, meet me out. And you're like, okay. Uh, I did super rose you. So, you know, like it, right. it, it, it can, it, it can very easily go down that road. I don't think anyone who does that is like a crazy person. I just think like, beware as most things w- that we, as most of the advice we give, we don't give a lot of rules. We just say, beware. Like, that's, you just have to be. Right. Just like you're, you know, you could you could show someone that you're, just because you start off showing them, like, that you're highly interested doesn't mean you have to, again, like, take whatever their, their uh, what's the word, is what they want. Yeah. You don't have to just and, go with it. And highly interested doesn't, you know, I think a lot of the times when when you're highly interested in someone, like that's when the emotional masturbation starts. Like you go, well, I can see it. So you stay longer and and you start like, you know, basically you start like counting on the prospect instead of seeing the reality. So I think if you think of a like emotional masturbation, like these super likes and these roses are almost like vibrators for the emotional masturbation. Because now it's like, oh, he accepted the super like he accepted or she accepted the rose. Now I can really see it. And she looks like my type. She went to the college that I know and she's from the area that I love. And uh, and so I think it like almost the beginning of our love story. Exactly. And it enhances this. And you're like, oh, well, at the rehearsal dinner, we'll talk about the super like or the rose was given. And like she'll do a rose pun and we'll talk about the bachelor. And it's like the, 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 the message for me is calm down. You know, like that, you know? Yeah, I agree. I think that's good advice. Take everything with, like, again, no rule about the desperate thing in that, in the sense that, like, the only thing to look out for is, you know, making sure you continue to own whatever your standard is, despite. And what, yeah, I, I think it's like important to go on these dating apps and be like, I want a first date and I won't settle for any first date that doesn't feel good about going on. Like if you mm-hmm. start at that, if you wrote that on your wall, it'd be a pretty weird thing to see as a guy coming back to your apartment. But <laughs> like, <if> you, <laughs> can you imagine if a painted on the wall is like, I will only go on a first date that I feel good about. And it's like you slap it like it's Rudy slapping the Notre Dame sign. Um, like, But I think if you go on these apps going, yeah, I'm only going to be on this dating app to go on dates I feel good about, then you're going to like weed through a lot of bullshit that is never going to happen. And I think that's a good mindset to go on. Summer is just around the corner, so it's time to say goodbye to those jackets and sweaters and hello to shorts and tees. I wanted to update my wardrobe for the long haul without spending a fortune. Luckily, I found Quince. Now I have a lineup of timeless pieces I want that will keep me looking fresh year after year. I'm wearing a Quince sweater literally right now. They make the best cashmere sweaters and they're so well-priced. It's like, honestly, my dream store. I also have an amazing down comforter from them. They cut out the middleman and they really just give you these really, really high quality items that last a long time and that they're at an amazing price point. Quince has amazing items like premium European linen dresses, blouses and shorts from $30, washable silk tops, timeless 14 karat gold jewelry, and so much more. The best part, all Quince items are priced 50 to 80% less than similar brands. By partnering directly with top factories, Quince cuts out the cost of the middleman and passes the savings on to us. 
And Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing practices and premium fabrics and finishes, so you can feel good about what you're wearing on every level. Get warm weather ready with Quince. Go to quince.com UUP for free shipping on your order and 365-day returns. That's Q-U-I-N-C-E dot UUP to get free shipping and 365-day returns. Quince.com slash UUP. You guys know I'm a huge fan of Skims, and with warmer weather coming up, I recently tried out one of their t-shirts. Skims makes the best basics and foundations, so it's no surprise that it's the best-fitting tee I've ever worn. Finding the perfect t-shirt can be such a challenge, whether it's the fit or the quality, but with Skims, they make the most flattering shirts for everyone. Honestly, I love pretty much everything Skims makes, but I really love their t-shirts. They're like form-fitting, and they make my body just look that much smoother. I have the soft, smoothing, seamless t-shirt in Onyx. has amazing versatility. It is literally a must-have for a spring wardrobe. They're stretchy, they're flattering. You can dress it up or dress it down, and you don't have to worry about compromising style or comfort. I also have the cotton jersey t-shirt in marble, and it's really just changed the game for me. It's taking the regular t-shirt, it's leveling it up. There's no stretched collars or hems, and it literally fits like a dream. Skims t-shirts are made with innovative technology while always keeping style and comfort in mind. From crop silhouettes to long sleeve layering tees, Skims has something for every fit and everybody. Shop the Skims t-shirt shop at skims.com now available in sizes extra extra small to 4x if you haven't yet be sure to let them know i sent you after you place your order select podcast in the survey and select you up in the drop down menu that follows hey you want to do some awkward sex yeah let's do it let's do it uup at betches.com uup at betches.com keep sending these in we love your uh, and also the You Up Podcast Instagram account, we mentioned it before, is doing such great things with these awkward sex videos. Go like them and go enjoy them because it's like a fun retelling with like memeable pictures. Um, exactly. <laughs> um, hi, J&J. Thanks for getting me through the nine to five for all the advice. Huge fan. Had tickets to see Jared in Boston at Laugh in March. Canceled due to COVID. Not canceled. I will be there in the fall. So I'm coming to Boston in the fall. Um, she writes, but we'll be back as soon as I can. Funny encounter I had going uh, after going on a date with a guy a few months before shutdown. He was the gym teacher at the school I was teaching at the time. It was a subbing gig, so my time there was limited to about a week, not a dating a coworker situation. Same age, and we had a few good interactions about mutual friends, uh, interests, and some light flirting here and there. And he seemed like a cool guy, so when he asked me out, I said yes. Date was fun, dinner, drinks, and he invited me to his place. I felt like the chemistry was good and I wanted to see what happened, so I went home with him. We started to hook up and everything was fine. I was really getting into it. Seconds after entertaining me. Oh, actually, sorry, I fucked that up. Seconds after entering me. (laughs) Both (laughs) entertaining and entering. (laughs) Isn't that jarring to hear, seconds after entering me? I don't know. Is is that something women, is that a phrase women use? Um, I think we use it like as a joke. Like okay. it's like that. It reminds me of that bridesmaids um, thing where the woman's complaining. She's like, I just want to watch the daily show without him entering me. It's like, <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. <laughs> Seconds after entering me, his quote unquote dirty talk started to take a bizarre turn. All of a sudden, he started to refer to his dick as produce slash food. He went on for several minutes while breathlessly thrusting inside me, saying things like, you want this eggplant? You want my cucumber inside of you? How do you like this sausage, baby? I swear he went through most of the slightly cylinder-shaped foods you could find at your local grocery store. At one point, 
I remember him flipping me over to try doggy and saying, you want to take my banana from behind, babe? Oh, my God. (laughs) I even recall him asking me how his bacon felt. Bacon? I've never heard that one. Bacon is aw. I mean... I've never heard bacon. All these make sense. Bacon is the one like if it was, if this was SATs, like which one doesn't belong? Bacon. I'd I'd bake. I'd take out the bacon. Um, maybe he was going soft and he was like, "It's now less banana, more bacon." Um, it was too much. I couldn't concentrate on orgasm and almost started to laugh a little. He ended up trying to come on my tits, but missed, and it got in my eye. Wow. <laughs> Lean Sorry up for that. In aisle yeah. five. <laughs> <laughs> Got some ketchup that squirted out, you know, out of the bottom. Oh God. Um, but missing got in my eye. No harm, no foul. But I definitely think back and laugh at this from time to time. Is this a thing with guys? Do they like to personify their penises? Anyways, I hope you get a kick out of this really nice guy, but not the hookup I expected from everything but the kitchen sink. I love that sign off, uh, Jordana. What do you think? Um. This is interesting. Um, so he named all the phallic foods besides and yes. bacon. <laughs> and bacon. Um, do you think this is like a kink of his, or like it's just? I don't think it's hung- a kink. he's hungry. I, I think <laughs> he's starving. He's just, yeah. You know, when you use the eggplant one, that like I feel like eggplant is one that you wouldn't have used ten years ago, but you would now because of the emoji. Emoji, yeah. Um. But I do think like when guys are trying to dirty talk, we're not the most like the most creative in the world. Like, you know, so it's like and we also don't know what we I think men have this like tangential knowledge of female sexuality that is way like we know little bits. So we try and take that little bit and kind of run with it. So we know that like you have to go to a place and that dirty talk is good and saying things will help this but then we're just like we never really research past that so like we're just like so he's just sitting there being like okay get this avocado you know get this uh, you know eggplant <laughs> like he's just going through his grocery list he's like ah uh, you know, like, oh my I, god have you ever had this happen um i've heard dirty talk not with like um vegetables it seems like oh and me it seems like a whole meal he went through <laughs> eggplant and cucumber and sausage and bacon it's like a nice yeah, little breakfast what if he, what if the next date he cooked for her and it was this whole meal it was like right. a bacon avocado <laughs> and a banana <laughs> from behind <laughs> and for dessert bananas foster you know like it just everything yeah. hit on cue i i I think that his biggest problem, like anytime I've dirty talked, it's been me basically repeating myself because I'm not really sure. You like you want to stay between I, the normal lane so that you don't get made fun of in this way. But it feels like this guy stayed in between <laughs> you're not the lanes. On a podcast, yeah, exactly. So <laughs> right. someone doesn't email us about me. Um, but it feels like his biggest mistake wasn't like if I was to stay in my lane, it would be like. Um, you know, you feel so good. It would be more like right standard. Bless you. I'm dealing with allergies. I think. Um, it would be more standard. Yes. His problem is that he went themed as opposed to just standard. Right. So he went food themed. Like if he was, that's what makes it weird. It's not that he dirty talk. Like if he had said like you're about to get this like eggplant, like and stopped at eggplant, and then. Yeah, move to like huge cock. 
it would be there would fine. Be no, right. That's the gentlemanly if, thing to do. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> if he salt bayed some eggplant in there, we'd be okay with it. The problem is the theme. Like if he was just like, <laughs> like I kept imagining if, if someone was just like, you ready to get this screwdriver? Want some We're Phillips head? <laughs> want, you want the hammer? Want that flathead screwdriver? Do you want, the, you know, like. <laughs> right. <laughs> like, it's also like produce is so, un, I don't think of it as sexual like at all. Like no, if you're going to pick a theme, pick something a little more like I, sex I adjacent. Would go with, uh, yeah, I don't know what the theme would be. Like, could you go woods? Like, you ready for this oak? Want to get some pine in you? I had a couple drinks. That'd it's a, a balsa wood tonight. Yeah, I, I think. <laughs> don't watch out for the walnuts. The Yeah. <laughs> the minute you get to the third, third one of the theme is the minute you've gone too far, I think. I think right. you could have done banana and cucumber, but now beyond that it's it's a then you start to think like it could be fetish or something yes that's where you get yeah exactly right but i think i would honestly i think i would eventually i would probably say something after but i don't think it'd be a deal breaker for me definitely not a deal breaker if someone went with themes i would be like what definitely have a question (laughs) so if a girl did this and she was like my humantashin's ready for you (laughs) i think that's the most jewish reference you could find (laughs) i always thought a humantashin looks like a vagina I think you're right. Right. Um, I totally agree. And but here's the the sad truth of it is like the vagina ones for food are almost a little you know kind of off putting. Okay. Like anytime like, I hear taco, I'm like as for oh, vagina, yeah. I'm like, uh, it's enough. I don't. Well, it just sounds a little like crude. I think it doesn't sound like it's sensual. yeah. It sounds like you're Im- immature and crude. Right. Like if but if like I was like. That's kind of the beauty of the male penis is that like it could be compared to foods that aren't wet. I think the wetness is what would hurt. Are tacos wet? I mean, yeah. I guess. Okay. Like you, you you know, like it have sauce on. I think of <laughs> this, this conversation really uh, devolved. <laughs> well, I'm just saying, and this all sounds bad. Like I don't mean to like sound like a bad, but I'm saying like if if a woman was like put it in my taco i'd be like okay yeah. i guess the, I, uh what would be some other ones like like you know the my clam like oh clam. yeah i don't the like female any ones of those. Are just yeah the, the female ones yeah. are just like a little jarring i think i agree and that's not fair but life isn't fair you know i'm not you know like i mean i, I would say in the grand scheme of like the inequalities among the sexes <laughs> this ranks pretty low <laughs> what would you call this um, I'd call this the fairway fuck. What do you call Ooh. it? <laughs> uh, because they're from Boston, I called it the stop and shop sex. Uh, okay, stop I and like shop that. is a big. Oh wow, uh, you had the, a. You also had a chain. <laughs> the, yeah, I also had a chain. Also, Star Market Man, uh, the Roach Brothers romp. They're, everyone listening from Boston is like really enjoying these references. Um, they have stop and shop in New York. Do they have stop and shop? Yeah, so there's I think stop mostly and shop on Long Star- Island. Stop and Shop Star Market and Roach Brothers are the ones I know. The Roach Brothers Romp is the like the most proud one for me because that's like a local market to need a mass. So where I'm from. Shout out. <laughs> Shout out, babe. S- send us some merch. Um so the um I also had the produce penis, the produce punk. Um and that's all I had. 
I like that. These are all great. If you guys have any other ones, email them to us. UUP at Yeah, keep sending them in. Our emails are getting so good. I like uh right, Jordana? Like they're like really like good. They are they're great. And Maddie is taking over sourcing them and she's killing it. She's doing an amazing job. Um mm. so just know that she will be reading your emails. So get on her good side yeah. if you want to be chosen <laughs> via the Instagram too. You know that feeling when you're going on your first date with the person you've been seriously crushing on and realize you have absolutely nothing to wear? Maybe you find yourself wishing you had the perfect pair of jeans, the one you can fancy up, fancy down, and just look better every time you wear them. Well, that's why you need to check out Lee Denim. I love Lee Denim. I'm wearing them today in the office. I'm wearing their jeans. I love, they also have this other pair that I have at home that I'm really excited to wear. It's like a little baggier, but it's still so comfortable and yet it's still so flattering. I don't know how they do it. Every time you wash it, they also look even better. And I love that they flatter every body type. Denim trends come and go, but Lee is legendary for creating denim cuts that fit your body. Their denim gets better with age and their classics fit into every look. Lee's denim jacket is the one to reach for without fail. A classic. The Ryder jean jacket is the OG, what every other brand has copied for decades. Everyone is an icon in their own right, and Lee makes denim so people can own their style and feel good in their clothes. Their spring collection is here, so get the freshest looks and cuts before anyone else. You can find your Lee fits by visiting lee.com. That's lee.com to shop spring looks now. Have you ever felt that fast fashion ick, but can't always afford the super high-end stuff? I have a solution for you, Newly. Newly has everything you need to bring your closet up to speed for the season without breaking the bank. Free your closet of impulse purchases and skip the buyer's remorse by renting instead. Newly is a subscription clothing rental service. For just $98 a month, you get your choice of any six styles each month. You choose whatever you want to rent for whatever you have going on. It's totally up to you. Access to thousands of styles from more than 400 brands. There's no fees, late fees, damage fees, or fees to pause or cancel. So it's no big deal if you lose a button, spill something, or you just need to take a break. They have inclusive sizing, up to 5X, as well as petite and maternity. Get fast, free shipping and returns and professional cleaning in newly state-of-the-art laundering facility. No laundry for you to worry about. And you always have the option to buy what you love, for sometimes up to 75% off. Newly is a great value at $98 a month for any six styles. But right now, you can get $20 off your first month of Newly when you sign up with the code UUP20. Just go to N-U-U-L-Y dot com, that's newly with two U's, and enter the code UUP20 and sign up to get $20 off your first month. That's N-U-U-L-Y dot com, newly with two U's, with code UUP20. Newly subscription clothing rental. Change your clothes. Let's do another one. You ready? All right. The next one. Hi, J&J. Love the podcast for lots of reasons, but I'm thankful for a place to come to listen to stories of other 30-somethings still struggling through dating. I've been online dating for a while now without a ton of success, but I'm trying hard to keep it up. The problem I've been having is that some of these guys are too nice. Insert eye roll. They're so nice, and I don't feel any kind of spark or excitement after the first couple of dates. I'm bored. On paper, when I'm describing them to friends, they're a lot of what I'm looking for. Christian, but not the crazy kind. Good job. Family and community oriented. Kind. Attentive via text, etc. But when it comes to physical stuff, we are sitting on opposite sides of the couch, not kissing or at most maybe sitting with an arm over my shoulder. 
I feel like I do my part to invite them to sit next to me and stuff, but that doesn't make me feel confident that they're going to smack my ass without prompting when the time comes. <laughs> when asked, they all say they like me, but are trying to be respectful because I seem sweet and like I wouldn't want to move too fast. After that feedback, I changed my profile descriptor to say I'm looking for a quote unquote Christian who can talk some shit, among other things. I've been out with guys who were trying to dry hump me by date two, and that wasn't ideal either. But where's the happy medium? I feel like Christian who can... T- yeah, the happy medium is the perfect description. Like, it's very hard to find that. But it's funny when you, like, put up Christian who could talk some shit. I'm like, oh, my God, you're going to like everyone that... Like, a bunch of QAnon people. Like, I'm just like... <laughs> like, <laughs> like, like, like it, it, there's That's no really middle funny. ground. It doesn't go... Like, it's... I Especially because I think what she's writing about is so hard. Like, I, I before we get to the end of the email, but, like, it's so hard. But, like, when she wrote Christian who can talk some shit, I'm like... Man, you're going to get like way one side of the aisle that you didn't want. And then I'd like a Christian is another side of the aisle that you don't Wholesome, want it all right. too. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, but go on. Agreed. So. It's tough to find the perfect middle ground. For some context, my most recent relationships have been one where I'm doing the pursuing and I'm kept on edge at all times. I.e. Uh, no telling when we will see each other or whether or not they care. So tons of super unhealthy passion. With my baggage in mind, how long should I be sticking things out to wait for some sort of spark? And how soon is too soon for me to say, are you going to kiss me or what? Appreciate you both. Desperate to be pursued an ass-smacking nice guy. By, I guess by an ass-smacking nice guy. Yeah, this is... Um, I think this email is great. I think it's funny. And I think it's like very relatable. Totally. And it's relatable from both ends of the spectrum like from male female like i think a lot of guys are looking for someone that they're like yeah i want someone in the same way she's putting it i want someone who's fun but like not a like out of their mind mess you know (laughs) right and you know i think with the dating apps it's can get depressing because there's just more and especially if she's in that christian zone she's gonna like the type of more she gets is gonna be different than maybe you know, someone else who's not in the Christian market, so to speak. Do you know what I mean? I mean, the type of more. Like, like I, I like she's getting more of the the nice guy who sits on the opposite side of the couch. Like, mm-hmm. you know, because, you know, her, she's putting her religion out there, which is great. Right. I think that's fine. Um, but like you're going to get like it's it's like there's positives and negatives to everything in life. And you have to admit to what the negatives are and. You know, again, wholesome Christian guy isn't a negative to some, but it is to this woman. She's writing and she's like, I want someone who will smack my ass. Like, okay, that is a a lovable and perfect way to describe yourself because and I agree with it. Like, I, I'm like, what do you think? Like, I, I, I just like I, I want to first say, like, I understand where she's coming from because it's like. You, you know, this is like kind of in the realm of you got to kiss a lot of frogs. But like, right. How do you how do you make sure you find your frog? Totally. I think it's like you said, it's a delicate balance. And one thing she writes is like um, that I thought was interesting. My most recent recent relationships have been one where I'm doing the pursuing and I'm kept on edge at all times. Um, So she's dating guys who like aren't that consistent, aren't that like ready to commit, it seems, or like or kind of keep her on edge, which reminds me again of that. Like I've, I've talked about this when I've talked about that book attached that like anxious avoidant trap where mm-hmm. it's like, and again, I think this is a human thing where it's like, you want the excitement of like being with someone who you're not sure if they're super into you 
Um, but lo- but you know, long term, you want like the stability of someone who who you know will be around and you can act who you can have a consistent actually loving relationship with well she totally right and i think she's getting the excitement out of they don't want to hang out with me as much as the other guys like right her she's like looking for excitement but she's getting it from a place that isn't really where she wants it she's getting it from the place of like oh the will they won't they you know right. as opposed to like the ass smacking which is really what she wants you know like and from a guy who will wake up in the morning and have coffee with her like and and answer a text <laughs> like that's right and a lot of the times it, it can feel like they're very much like intertwined like you'll only get the like ass smacking mm. guy if you also take the like he's not texting me back situation sure but i do think these nice guys could be the ass smacking guy yeah i i i think her biggest issue when i see this it doesn't like I think, and this is going to be some like, this is my interpretation of the email. She needs more date foreplay. And she needs more sexy dates. She doesn't need I was going to say that. Yeah. You're doing too little before the couch. The couch should be earned, not deserved. Totally. So like the, you know, and by earned, I mean, you know, doing a great date and then going, hey, let's go to another bar and having a sexy time, him touching your leg, him making that move. Like, I don't I think she's just trying to get to the couch to see if they'll smack her ass and then she's getting disappointed. You need to, like, have a fun date that tells you he's going to smack your ass. Does that make sense? Totally. I mean, in Logan Yuri, we had her on the podcast. She has that um, that book called How to Not Die Alone. And one of the big things she talks, she's a behavioral scientist. So one of the big things she talks about is that context really matters. So you're not going to think of someone like the same way if you go on like a 7 a.m. coffee date with them as if you go to like a candlelit dinner or like a bar that's like cool like you think that stuff doesn't matter like all that matters is the person but that's not really true Mm. like the context actually can affect how you feel about someone and how like the mood kind of shows itself to be whatever it is i mean it's interesting you think about like the bachelor it's like how much of the everyone's obsessed with the bachelor and how much of it is because they're put in these like extremely romantic settings where they're you know they're at a you know they're in Thailand on a boat versus like what they would really be like dating like um, software salesman Nick Vile. Like, <laughs> do you know what I mean? Like, what would his what would it actually be like? It's totally different context. The context can really make you more attracted to someone or less. So I definitely agree with you. I think that's a great point. Like, maybe like these nice guys could have like a little bit more of a uh, spark or like. Uh, more like bad feeling about or what's the word not it's really like sex i guess like a sexier sure. vibe in a sexier setting yeah and and this goes back to the beginning of the podcast of not going on dates you don't you're not excited to go on like and i know that can sound ruthless hey i've been talking to this guy for two weeks and then he made a plan that kind of sucked hey sucky plan dude i can't go this was nice but this isn't i'm, I'm looking for something different and then they're going to come back and be mad at you and say, how would you know? You don't even know. I know. It's, I think like this is like she has to be more okay with no's and going on the dates that like she's pumped to go on. Like, and to your point, like 
we want to, you know, I want to get taken to drinks. Like if you're not someone that's like, hey, I know this bar. It's really fun. It's going to be dimly lit and we're going to get, you know, and, and come meet me at eight. If you're not getting that, then you're not getting anything. Like it's not like right. that's it's it's that or nothing because if you're going to like the coffee shop and then going okay when he gets to my couch I'll see if he'll slack my ass that's not how it's gonna work like you're probably not gonna that's not you're probably you're waiting till the last second you're not even giving this a right. shot to be something totally and I'll give an example actually of mine and Mike's first date mm. where like Mike I would say is like probably a bit nicer than the average guy I would mm-hmm. have gone for before him like maybe like more hesitant to make a move than like some other men I've been with, let's say. Okay. <laughs> but it's funny how a miscommunication on our first date actually like made him make that move and like made me more attracted to him that if it didn't happen, maybe I would be like, he's too nice for me. Like, so we were at this bar, I remember, and there was like, there was like uneven seating. So like one person was sitting like on like a bench type thing and the other person had to sit on like the opposite. It was like a little lower, like his seat was like a little lower. So it was like almost awkward seating oh, height worst. difference uh, right yeah okay so not we a started great, off the date not a great look date. on a first day for a dude it's like right. yeah i'll take i'll take the uh the booster the seat low, please poof, <laughs> like the low like poof you know what i mean it wasn't like it was kind of like almost oh, like one person's on seats. an ottoman and the other person's on a chair or like a yeah whatever um and then i went to the bathroom and i came back and then i guess he like i forget exactly what happened but i said to him like he, he had wound up sitting like on this bench like when I got back from the bathroom he was sitting on the bench and I was like oh like I was wondering like when you were going to do that because like the seating was weird and I think he took that to mean like oh I wanted him to like come sit closer to me so he like wound up making a move but, like we made out in the, in bar, the bar in the bar on our first date and I, I afterwards like many months later he was like yeah you like basically asked me to kiss you and i'm like what are you talking about no i didn't he's like you were like what you were like what took you so long and i was like i meant like what took you so long to not be sitting in that like awkward position that you were originally sitting on like like sitting below me looking up at me <laughs> interesting i love that so it's funny well, i just do wonder like he maybe he wouldn't have made the move if not for that like weird miscommunication and maybe we uh you know i would have been like less excited or less turned on by that because i was that's one of the things i thought was hot that he like got up there and he was like making the move totally (laughs) and that maybe you wouldn't be in long island city right now if if that move didn't happen wow (laughs) where would i be (laughs) well i i think that's an important i love that story because you know you challenged his ego a little bit like you know i was wondering when you'd make that move and you meant couch and he thinks (laughs) to like get closer to me, you know, like, and you know, maybe that's like, you know, like that mistake is kind of like the best thing you can teach someone out there. Like this woman, like, you know, there's a little element of like, let people know when you're feeling it, you know, like give them a chance. If they're, if, even if it's not their, even if they're not the most aggressive person, I think with encouragement, People can like surprise you. Yeah. I mean, like I I was like, even if like if a guy takes a chance to touch your leg, I was hoping you were like I even saying like I was wondering when you were going to get closer. Like that is such a nice thing to hear from a guy that's like, you know, it's 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 a form of, you know, letting him know like I am into what you're doing. 
And, you know, again, the other thing for this woman is that touching a leg in a bar is the fun part. Like, all of that buildup is the fun part towards that gets you to ass smacking. I think the more comfortable you are, like you guys made out in a bar on the first date, the more comfortable you are to do that with someone, the better things are going to be later on. So maybe like, I, and I think like sometimes like, and I know I'm making assumptions when she writes the Christian stuff where it's like, it's okay to be sexy within the realms of being classy. You can be sexy and classy at the same time publicly. And right. I think like she's pushing all the sexiness to the, the couch as opposed to like seeing how the sexiness can work out in public. I agree. And I think, yeah, I think if you like, if you kind of state what you want without, you don't have to say like, kiss me now or like, can you kiss me? But you can say something that will make someone feel like a little more confident. Yeah, absolutely. A whisper in the ear is like such a hot thing. Like, like even just saying, I think you look so good tonight. Like what an assuring, you know, sexy, hot thing in a, in a bar where it's dimmed, you know, like, right. Yeah. That's great. I mean, those are like, I agree with you, the best moments of dating like that. Yeah. That feeling like right before. Yeah. So I think she has to do more before things or allow someone to like do more. And also there's like actually more safe, like, like you're in a bar, you're in public. You can see like if there is that connection and let it build and, and not necessarily need that to happen on a couch where, you know, it looks like a therapist's office where you're on one side and they're on the other side. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Let's play some games. Let's do it. Okay. Red flag or deal breaker. All right. Someone wrote the quick hits episode was amazing. You guys are truly the best. I'm glad I, we did get a lot of positive feedback about the quick hits. So that was great. We'll definitely do it again. Maybe that's a Sunday special type of episode where we do 10 or someone called it, said to call it the venti, which I thought was a good idea. Oh, I like that. Uh, um, but uh, definitely, we'll definitely do it again. I love that. You know, how would we answer the text segment? We should do that on the pod too. We should. Like we need you just need a tiny bit of context and I feel like we could really draft these pretty well. I oh I love writing a text. Yeah. And then we send them back to you like um three weeks after you submit it so that you can <laughs> <laughs> send it back to totally them. Totally normal. <laughs> Quit okay. Here's the red flag or deal breaker. We matched on an app. I searched his Instagram and he has less than two thousand followers and has a blue verified check mark. It looks like he, he was drafted for a pro baseball team in 2017 has worked in corporate finance since 2018. I feel embarrassed for him and would not want to date someone who thinks they're this special thoughts. This person's perception is so off. Like I, I, I mean, I feel embarrassed for him and would not want to date someone who thinks they're this special. How does she know what he feels? Well, she has a very big uh, misunderstanding of how the blue check mark works. Some people see that blue check mark and they're like, they think that like that comes with a pension, like, <laughs> <laughs> like they're knighted oh, by my, the queen. <laughs> yeah, I have health benefits that come with the blue check mark. No, they, all it is is first of all, the blue check mark just comes one day. Like it's not like you petition for it. You can petition for it, but you do it through like a manager and an agent. 
and they ask for you to send like you know newspaper clippings to show that you're an actual public figure. That's kind of the I think how it worked for Instagram when I did it. Um, yeah, we had like publicists do it or something. In yeah, realm. Yeah, and and but I would say for especially an athlete, it's maybe even different. Because and uh, for an athlete, it's like probably even more different and less thirsty than my version of it. My version is the thirstiest, probably. His is I'm an athlete, and then I have, you know, two thousand followers, and I have an agent. And part of part of the agent's job is to make you as happy as possible, and they to deliver deliver you things. So maybe an agent looked at him and was like, "Hey, and I got you a blue check mark," and he's probably like, "Okay, fuck it, what, who cares?" But I would say none of this lands in the. I think I'm special zone. Right. I mean, it could, but there's no way to know that without any more context. You wouldn't just know that from, from seeing like, maybe she's right. And he has been like aggressively petitioning for the blue check mark. <laughs> like to, cause he has something to prove to the world that he is special. Like, sure. Maybe that's true. You could also be that way and not have a blue check mark. And like, there's just, I think that's it's a big stretch for her to automatically be like this guy's like a tryhard like like loser thinks he's special because he has this this because he doesn't have that many followers but but he has a blue check mark. He was a professional baseball player, so it makes sense. It's all tracks. If someone said to me, "Ooh, you have a blue check mark, uh, you must think you're special," I would think that they have very big confidence issues and they're someone that I shouldn't go on a date with. Right. This red flag deal breaker is a deal breaker for me. Deal breaker <laughs> for someone who who questions your blue check mark. Yeah, questions how how much I that fits into my confidence level. Like, yeah, I mean, and when I first got my blue check mark back in the day, tell us about the day because I've been us. famous for a long time. Um, <laughs> uh, I had about two thousand followers. Yeah, that's so. the thing. I and I'm also in the same boat as this guy. <laughs> I would also say every time I get a I've gotten a blue check mark, the I make the same joke. I say I like screenshot it and then I tweet out, please, none of you look at me in the eye. Finally, I am as important as I knew I was like I make that joke that I am right. a super important person because I'm not. It's insane. Let's right, do another. Do you ready? Okay. Yes. Red flag or deal breaker, he talks to his Alexa device mid makeout sesh and during sex. I went on three dates with this guy, and on the fourth, we decided to have dinner at his place. After dinner, we are on his couch making out, and he pulls away to say, Alexa, dim the lights. He's like <laughs> Tony Stark. <laughs> what is he Who's Tony he Stark? Uh, Iron Man, the billionaire oh. playboy. Got <laughs> It's like I'm not an action movie girl. Oh my god! I mean, for someone that reference did 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 a number. Jarvis, <laughs> turn on the lights. Yeah, he's acting like he's Elon Musk. Alexa, dim the lights, and goes right back to shoving his tongue down my throat. I love it shoving. It went from making out on his couch to Alexa because now, now he's a Alexa's cocky douchebag. He's yeah. <laughs> He then did it again. We were in his room already doing the dirty deed, and he says, Alexa, play my nighttime playlist, which consisted of songs about sex. Oh, my God. Smooth. <laughs> it's cheesy. I got my home. My nighttime and, playlist. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Play the sex stuff, Alexa. You know what to do. <laughs> I got 
<laughs> I got home and couldn't understand if I was bothered as the thought of this man spoke. I, I can't, couldn't understand if I was bothered at the thought that this man spoke to Alexa while getting it on with me, the fact that he has multiple Alexa devices throughout his home, or that he has a sex playlist. Sincerely, Alexa, email Jared and Jordana for help. I love that. So um, what do you think? I think, any, I think any of the last three things she said are okay on their own. Like, mm. fine that he has a sex playlist, fine that he has multiple Alexas throughout his home, and fine if he, like had said one thing to Alexa while they're making out all sure. three of them together. I could, I see what you're saying. It's like cheesy. It's like a bit of a turn off just cause it's like, what is this? Like your bachelor pad where you're just yeah. like, you know what I mean? Like Alexa, like start the vibrating bed. Like, <laughs> yeah. He's quagmire. But you know, right. <laughs> it's like, it, it's like smart house. He grew up in, you know, like he's, it does, and, and 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 I do agree with you. After the third one, it's like, have you built this place for a hinge date to come back to? Right. It. it I would feel cheapened, personally. Agreed. It's there's nothing that feels like organic and like not trying really hard about it. <laughs> yeah, but I would say I have a, to kind of like push back a little bit. There are people that are like that love to set up their home to do these things like like i yeah. have a friend i have a friend who's apple obsessed and he got the apple um light bulbs i think they have i, I didn't even know they had these they have smart light bulbs i think oh yeah oh, right. okay so, so they're great <laughs> so he was explaining to me the process of syncing he goes i was like what'd you do today he's like I woke up and I started syncing my Apple light bulbs to my Apple TV to my Apple uh, watch to my phone to my computer. And he's like, 13 hours later, I think I'm I think I got it under control. Like he's obsessed with having it all kind of work as one. And I always told him I was like, I would get like one minute into setting up the Apple light bulb and it would go directly into the garbage like i have no patience you just be like fuck it yeah fuck it and and some people like and so i have a friend like this so i understand like how obsessed he is with like the the home could be could be smart home yeah. smart homed yeah like and and so and i think this happens more as you go into the suburbs too people are like obsessed with their nest and obsessed with their like uh the camera that looks out on their front you know the the, the that's the nest right there's a nest and there's another one that was on Shark Tank. Chime or something? Who knows? Whatever it is. So I, I think that, so he might be one of these guys, but it, it doesn't make, to, to some this is, en it's endearing when it's not about sex. It's it's weird when it's in the, like if you, if, if he was like, I, I have to show you my house, like I love how I have this set up before yeah, doing be this. Cute. That would be cute. It, it It's a thin line between cute and Almost like your prey. It feels like, right, a seduction routine. Yeah. I think if it was like any one of these things, it would have been like, again, totally fine. Even if he was like, mid, if you were mid makeout and he was like, Alexa, dim the lights, I'd be like, sure. okay, that's kind of cute. But then it was like, play my nighttime playlist would be like <laughs> a bit much well, for it's, me. It's back to the awkward sex. It's the same thing as like, um, when you get to the third produce item, you've gone too far. Right. <laughs> Exactly. When you get to so, the third demand. 
Yeah, Alexa command. Yeah. Right. Let's do one more. Okay. They add Y to everything. For example, examples, Coroni, which is COVID, Hingy, which is Hinge, Porchy, which is Porch Drinks. This is actually happening to me with a guy I'm about to go on a date with. Again, the rule of three. Two is enough. Like I, rule I, three. That's our only we don't have rules on this podcast, but except for one. The rule of three. The third one you've gone too far. I mean, to call coronavirus Coroni. Coroni. I get it because it's endearing, it's fun. It's kind of funny. You're, yeah, like you're despy. taking Despy is the same thing. Like I I mean it's with a joke, you can go three beats and then the fourth is you've done too many, but if you get to the tenth beat, you're now doing the joke on itself. So what I mean by that is like in my fraternity growing up, we would abbreviate everything. We would always abbreviate everything. Like, yo, you want to get, you know, get in the cars and uh, crush some, I don't know, I'm trying to find a word. Now I can't find a word to abbreviate, but we would abbreviate everything. Totes. Like, totes, totes, oh, totes. You know, and we thought it was so funny. If you do totes, it's fine. If you go totes my goats, okay, a little cheesy. And then I used to always make the joke when someone would be like, you, uh, I, I would abbreviate the word abbreve, abbreve. And people were like, okay, that's a little ridiculous. And then when people were like, you, you love abbreviating, I'd be like, I totes abbreve everything on perp, bro. Like now I've done so many that it's like, I know it's ridiculous. Right. We, we, he's done Caroni, Hingy, Porchy. When you're texting with someone, you don't know if they understand it's ridiculous. Yeah, you know it seems I mean? like he's not a good comedian or he has a like <laughs> self-awareness issue. But I agree. If it's done in the right way, it could be like a running joke between you two. Sure. I, I can but understand that. If he's starting out with that with no context, I could see how that would be like a little bit of a turnoff. Yeah. I mean, to call it hingy. Hingy's the tough one. Porchy. Yeah. I'm going to have a porchy. If, like, I, from a guy with a Boston accent, I can understand how that's hot. Like, want to have some poachies? Like, I could see how that would be, like, <laughs> fun. Like, a good little Goodwill hunting thing. Um, Caroni is cute, and I get the joke. Yeah, it's... I, for me, I would assume the person knows they're joking, so I would think that they're fun. So, it wouldn't be a deal-breaker for me, but it would be on the... Yeah, we'd be hingy on the red flaggy. Agreed. Anyway... That's our Listen, show. We solved dating yet again. Once again, we solved dating. And everyone here, all we ask of you, if you've gotten to this point, share, share, share. Tell a friend, a coworker, a brother, sister, a mama, papa. Let people know. Make it your Instagram story. We love that. We love that. I'll send your heart. I think Jordana will too. Even with our blue check marks. We'll exactly. grace you with a heart. We can come down to, you know, associate with the masses. <laughs> in that way. Uh, but we'll be back on Sunday. Bye. You Up is produced by Sean Kilby and Jorge Morales Pico. Editing by Sean Kilby. Social media by Maddie Paul. Guest booking by Nicole Pellegrino. Be sure to follow at You Up Pod on Instagram and Twitter. And send us your emails to youup at betches.com. 
Thank you to our sponsor, Netflix. Bridgerton is back, bringing us another scandalous and sexy season. And dearest gentle readers, you will not want to miss this chapter. In season three, longtime friends Colin Bridgerton and Penelope Featherington find themselves in quite the precarious situation. The wallflower is ready to bloom, but she needs Colin's help to find a marriage match. Will these friends defy odds and expectations to find true love? And will Penelope's secret identity as famed gossip writer Lady Whistledown destroy any chance she may have at love? You shall have to watch and see. Watch part one of Bridgerton now, only on Netflix. Betches.